By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. KC95, Rock in St. Louis. How'd I do, Shelly? We are Rock Radio. <laughs> it's not KG95. It's Westplex 107.1. Uh, they got a big 100,000-watt transmitter. We got a little transmitter that a gerbil keeps running on, and when he gets hungry and starts to slow down, we have to feed him more food, and then power goes back up. Six twenty. Yeah, he, he lives on wood. <laughs> Ooh, not going to touch that one. Okay, six... <laughs> 620. That would probably be best. <laughs> 623. Uh, Shelly, it's what? Friday. I know. I love Friday. And you know what? what's sort of sad? It's the last Friday of January. Where did this month go? It's the t- I, You know what? <laughs> Man. I don't even know how I turned this age, so I don't know how the month went. Doesn't it seem like just like week before last, it was like New Year's Day or something like that? Yes, it does. I mean, how did we get to the 27th of January? I have no oh, idea. Man, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on in the world. We'll talk about some of it. Uh, talk about some of it right here in the St. Louis area. Uh, you know, I there's sometimes... I Hold on. I had a hiccup there. I got to take a deep breath. Otherwise, I'm going to get the hiccups the entire morning. <sighs> you ever do that? You ever, you ever get self-induced hiccups? No. I can tell when I'm just about ready to start into. Uh, there have been times when I've hiccuped for hours, days. Well, not days. I mean, but yeah, days. No, I mean, since I, you've known me, yes, I've stopped at one point, but it hadn't been continuous. But like, I hiccup, hiccup for hours. You're right, and then like the next day, it'll be back, stuff like that. Haven't had that in a while. You know, you know what they say that is. They say that your GI tract is messed up. That's not what I heard, but <laughs> oh, what they say. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Just tell me. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Why? Uh, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, six, Ugh, 624. By the way, you can check Brad us out. Brad Hildebrand, at... the international man of mystery. Here we go again. I had a guy yesterday that called me up and said, what's your web address for your radio station? BS, uh, BS.show. And he goes, is that a dot .com? BS.show.com? No, it's a dot .show. And he goes... Well, there is no such thing. I go, well, news to us because we've been using it for, we started this. Matter of fact, I, we didn't talk about this beginning of the year. We were BS in the morning dot show, okay? And we did that because of the fact that for years, Shelly kept telling everybody, we're going to do a morning show one day. It's going to be BS in the morning. Huh? I kept on Shelley. telling you that. Well, you told people that. I was places where Chamber of Commerce meetings where you go, we're going to do a morning show one day. It's going to be called BS in the morning. Okay, so finally she talks me into it, and I try to buy bsinthemorning.com, and the people in Las Vegas has Las Vegas has it, have it. And at the time, it was Brittany and Sparks. That was the BS, okay? Brittany, unfortunately, got fired, then came back to Las Vegas to try to get a job again, and unfortunately killed herself, committed suicide. Sparks gets fired. Izzy takes over for Brittany, and they bring in some other guy. They call him... Big boy or something like that. So there's a B, but it's a B-I. So Izzy quits. Remember, you sent me that not too yeah. long ago that Izzy left. And we don't know what the hell happened to Sparks. For a while, he was doing the BS in the morning show from his house because apparently he owned the domain. And now I have no idea. So quite honestly, I got a little bit aggravated with all that. So unbeknownst to Shelly, 
in that's true it's which true. happens a lot a lot of unbeknownst thing to shelly goes on here. in november of 2021 yes in november of 2021 i went online and i bought the domain bs.show and quite honestly i paid a pretty penny for it because you know it's frustrating to me as a guy who's done a lot of web work used to be able to buy dot info and things like that super cheap sometimes for 99 cents not anymore they're 39 dollars so anyway, I bought BS.show, and on our first show of 2022, which was last year, Shelly didn't even know it. We rebranded the show to BS.show, put up a different website, changed everything around, and it became the BS.show, right? Yes. And quite honestly, that domain, uh, that, that website takes lots of hits. I mean, I'm blown away about how many, how many, how much traffic that site gets from time to time. I mean, there are days when it cruises along and thousands of hits, and there's days when it gets ten thousand or more hits. Now, for a small radio station that's just catering to a small area within the St. Louis metro, because all we care about is the Westplex, all we care about is St. Peter's, you know, St. Charles, Cottleville, Weldon Spring, O'Fallon, you know, Wentzville. That's all we care about. Everything else is just icing on the cake because. Where is the growth engine of the St. Louis area? Where is the money? Where is the quality of life? It's in the Westplex. Show me the money. In what used to be called the Golden Triangle. And the reason, yep. if you if you are a longtime resident of St. Charles County, you used to hear the term Golden Triangle. And the reason for that was it was a triangle put on its tip. One side of the triangle was 70. That was the cross. You know, matter, matter of fact, an inverted pyramid is what it was. One side of the pyramid was 70. And then on the other sides of the pyramid, or the triangle, whichever you want to call it, was 4064, which came down from Wentzville ultimately to 94 in Weldon Spring. And then up from Weldon Spring, 94, up to I-70, which created this huge triangle. And if you look at that, almost all the growth in St. Charles County was within that triangle. Now, it's changed a little bit because there's growth just outside of that triangle in Wentzville. Part of Wentzville is in in the triangle. Part of it is not. Uh, but the majority of Wentzville is, I guess, technically, well, Old Town Wentzville is is with, within the triangle, but the new part of Wentzville is not within the triangle. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, that is is what we do, and we cater that area. It's a radio station crafted for those people, and within that triangle, there's 300,000, I think 350,000-plus people because St. Charles County alone is 400, I think it's up to like 415 now, 415,000 and the majority of those 415,000 are within that golden triangle. Yeah, there's a couple people down in in uh, in uh, Augusta. Matter of fact, there are. Well, matter of fact, here, you know, I don't know if you know this or not. The Hoffmans, who now have bought most of Augusta, they have yeah. they have petitioned the state to be because they're big time. They've petitioned the state. Mr. And Mrs. Hoffman has petitioned the state to each be counted a thousand times in the census. So. When the Hoffmans are in Augusta, there's 2,000 people in Augusta. Did you know that? Why would they do that? They're big time. You know, I mean, you know, they're not just like you and me. The census counts us once. The census counts them a thousand times. That's illegal. No, no. Well, well, well you know. I you, mean, isn't it? No, no, no. They passed the law. They they lobbied. Oh, they did not. They lobbied. Stop it. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, Nick Schroyer ignore, and Nick Schroyer ignore. and Bill Eigel put the law. Danger, real Robinson. <laughs> ignore, ignore. <laughs> Nick Schroyer and Bill Eigel. Bill called for you the other day, by the way. You know that? He said, where's my Shelly? I go, I don't know. Give her a call. Here's a number. Did he call you? No. What? 
he would not call me, and I know he wouldn't call you. <laughs> he didn't call you? Oh, no. How can that be? What? What's the problem here? Come on. I don't know, man. <laughs> Guilty by association, I guess. <laughs> Aren't you nice? <laughs> Aren't you nice? Anyway, uh, lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Tashar Jones uh, in the city with all the crap that's going on down there. You know what she said? Uh-uh. We've got enough police. <laughs> we got enough what? Police. She says, we don't need any more police. That's what she said. We got enough police. We're doing, okay. we're doing fine. <laughs> if they had 10 times the number of police, they wouldn't have enough police for the city anymore. It's just gotten crazy. I mean, just, cr- you know, these people that put all their money into the foundry and the armory, the new armory down there, I feel yes. sorry for them because... All the publicity, if you know the story, the armory was open like, you know, one week and already the guys, you know, they're bl- bashing out windows in the parking lot and stealing everybody's stuff. Who? The creeps. Oh, man. The, don't you? Come on. We talked about this the other day that they they arrested like three juveniles who the police caught them breaking into cars at, at, at the armory. The guy, the kids fired at the police. They arrest them. They're like 14, 15, and 16. They take them down to process them because they're juveniles, and they get right, right, right back out. They're back on the street. They're not in juvenile. I do remember discussing that, but I didn't know it was there. <laughs> yeah, it's at the armory. I mean, and once again, the place is cool. It looks cool. If you know, it's the old armory building, which was once upon a time an armory. I mean, you know, you don't see that anymore. Used to, cities no, you used don't. to always have. Matter of fact, Washmo has an armory. Do you know about the armory in Washmo? I heard they did, but I don't know where it's at. It's right off the fairgrounds there in Washington. Matter of fact, if you if you go to the fair and you go around the backside of the fair, they make that, I can't remember the name of that street, but they make that one street one way, and that's where the buses drop you off and pick you up at that back gate. Uh-huh. Right down the street from that, on the left, is the armory. It's right there. And it's, I believe that's a National Guard armory, and that's where they got all the arms. Matter of fact... They've got, you know, they've got guns and guns, and then they've got some more guns and guns and guns and guns and guns. they got lots of guns there. It's amazing people don't break into So you're place. saying they have guns. They've got guns, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, and the armory building downtown was, if I'm not mistaken, I thought, I remember my dad talking about going down there for, after he got out of World War II, he was in the reserves. I think he went there for like drill instruction or something like that they did you know they did recurrent training or whatever they did you know you know what i'm saying was your daddy a drill instructor no 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 my dad was in 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 the war he was i knew that he was he was drafted so he's an enlisted man and then and then he went away to college and after he got back from world war ii uh, and then he got his degree and then he went and then he upgraded because he had his college degree he took the ocs i don't know if they called it back then but uh, they, now they call it OCS, Officers Candidate School, and he became a second Louis, and then he became a first Louis, and then he became a captain, and he was uh, going to be promoted to a major, but at the time they had too many majors, so he, he retired as a captain. He was an 03 in the Army, and if you know how that works. You know that, I do. Yes, so, so you, you know that. You, what was your husband? Your husband was like, your husband, was he, was he an officer or enlisted man? He was an enlisted man, wasn't he? He was an enlisted man in in the uh, Air Force. I know that, yeah. But in the FAA, he was a GS. Yeah, but but he's wasn't fifteen, right? But in the in the enlisted man, he was probably was he a sergeant when he retired from the army? I don't know the answer. He to that was probably question. in O four and O five, O six, something like that. Again, don't oh, know. No, no, in E E four five or six, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about that. Lots of stuff to talk about. Okay, are you? Into football. You're not. You're not. Correct? Now, what do you think? I think you could care less. 
Correct. So you don't know about the big games this weekend, right? No. This is the this is the weekend that determines the two teams for the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. So this is the big weekend. So are you going to be? So huddled? are the St. Louis Rams in there? <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> I told that story the other day at the chamber meeting, and those ladies thought I was bizarre. <laughs> oh, which is a true story. How about the guy? This is like 2010. I think it was like 2010. The guy calls me from Kansas City. This is the, one of the NFL dudes from Kansas City. Hey, how'd you like to run the Kansas City Chiefs on your radio station? I can't do that because there's a rule they call it out of market broadcast. The idea being is if you have a team in your city, and it's the same thing for Major League Baseball, if you have a team. In your city, you can't run another city's broadcast. In other words, a radio station in St. Louis couldn't run the Chicago Cubs or the L.A. Dodgers because there is a team here in St. Louis, the St. Louis Cardinals. They have a a, a flagship station, the Camo X, and that's the way it works. Well, the guy calls me from Kansas City and says, well, you know, hey, we want to run the the Kansas City Chiefs in St. Louis. I go, why would you? Well, we want to build up a fan base because the Rams are leaving. (laughs) Right, And I've told this story, I don't know how many times, and nobody believes me. And I've told, matter of fact, I told it at Chamber of Commerce meetings. I was in my leads group. Hey, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know the Rams are going to be leaving St. Louis. No, they're not. They'll never leave. (laughs) I'm the guy that showed up on the last home game with a sign that says, I want to get in free to the last home game ever of the St. Louis Rams. People made fun of me. Oh, they're not leaving. They're not leaving. Guy gave me a ticket. I go to get the game. Guess what? Somebody serenade you. Made your aho. Right. Last, last, last home game ever. And I saw it. (laughs) How sad is that? (laughs) You know, it's actually very sad. You actually Facebook lived it. I did. I mean, nobody believed me. I'm going Uh like, hey, it's the last Rams home game ever. And poor Randy Carricker. God, he took it so hard. He cried. Who? Randy Carricker. You don't know who he is. I don't. You're not a sports guy. He's like a big wig. He's like over at ESPN. He's the he's oh, okay. the he's the longest living. He's the only guy from when ESPN 101 went on the air. He's the original guy. Everybody else has been fired and rehired 22 times. Because it used to be, it still is that way. The sports guys, St. Louis, there there's like a, a like a what do you call it? A carry a, a merry-go-round. You know, it used to be, well, you worked at Camp Fans 590, and then you worked at at whatever, the, one of the other sports, Sports 1380, and then you worked at ESPN. Then you got fired from ESPN. Then you went back to Fans 590. Then you went over to ESPN 1380. Then you went back to uh, ESPN 11, whatever it is, 101, you know, bang. But he's like the original guy. He's one of my students. I taught him at Lindenwood when I was teaching at Lindenwood. He was an undergrad student. And to this day, if I mention that, it gets back to him. He won't talk to me. It's embarrassed about that. He won't admit the fact that I was one of his teachers. Isn't that, uh-huh. isn't that sad? So why do you keep on mentioning it if he won't talk to you? Tick him off. You know, I mean, why else? You know? Oh, yeah, well, that's kind of how you roll, so <laughs> no, I can I don't see know. that. I have no ill will against the guy. I'm, I've told you I'm proud of my of my people that I've hired, you know, first-time radio people. There's still a bunch of them on the air. Captain Mack, I heard him yesterday on Tracy Station. Oh, no, that's not Tracy Station. They have the same name, Real Talk. It's the other Real Talk. It's Real Talk number one. She's Real Talk number two. Uh, I heard him uh, on. I heard him on. Real something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better watch. Her attorney will send you a cease and desist letter like I got from her. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the, uh, the uh, um, you t- know, I'm not in the crowd like you are. What? Oh, and by the way, Mike Cotton says only the best sports dudes could make it onto crap. That's right, sports crap. 
We got to change the sign because it's not sports crap anymore. One of these days, I'm going to change the sign down there. You know, you know the problem I got right now. I believe the beavers are back. Uh huh. I see. I see some trees being gnawed down there at the transverse. The beavers site. are back in yeah. town. The, the bee- beavers are back down. Don't you know what song that is? Yeah. That's Thin Lizzy. The beavers are back. The beavers are back. The beavers are back. <laughs> you're funny. I'm funny looking. That's what I am. Uh, With that too. <laughs> is this show going anywhere this morning? Are we actually going Does to Does it ever go anywhere? <laughs> of course, we come back to the fact. What's this show about, Shelly? Nothing. <laughs> That's what this show is about. So when it goes off the tracks, we can talk about that. Okay. There's and all... we, we don't even have to fess up to it because it's like a known. There's all sorts of strange things going on in the news. There's all sorts of crazy, weird, strange things going on in the news. There is. I mean, I mean, one of them was, I have to read this story. I'm going to read this on the air. And I know people are going to make fun of me for reading this. Maybe do it next hour. This guy who was apparently going to be the next play-by-play boy, voice for the St. Louis Cardinals on TV and a little bit on radio, turned down the job. And he's originally from <laughs> St. Louis. He's born, I think he born and raised here in St. Louis, something like that. He worked here in St. Louis, went to the broadcast center way back when. Oh, yeah, with and he, Rich Gebhardt? No, that wasn't. That was, uh, wasn't that, that's not Rich Gebhardt. It was, maybe it was. That was the uh, Danielle and um no but uh, was, daddy's time was he involved with your dad involved with the broadcast center rich think, rich Gebhardt came i don't think it was to, rich uh, the daddy's i think it was and to i think it was the coal hole i think it was built what was daddy's it was a a nice little luncheon restaurant in uh where walgreens you know was can i tell you in, something the Galleria. You can't have a restaurant named Daddy's anymore. Sounds kind of creepy now, don't you think? Non-birthing person? <laughs> oh, I got a good one on that. Wait till you hear the newest one on that. You're not going to believe that. <laughs> There's a new oh. term. There's a new term for women. We can't call women women. There's another new term for women. Now, keep in mind. Let me get this straight. I am your host, Brad. I am a cisgendered, sapiosexual, heterosexual non-birthing, pregnancy-inducing person. That's who I am. Okay. (laughs) I have used that before, and people go, what? And I go, I'm a dude. (laughs) Then you say, I feel like a woman. (laughs) The key is pregnancy-inducing. See, that's that's the key. When you're, see, cisgendered. Do you know what cisgendered means? Uh, no. First off, it's a made-up term. It was made up like 20 years ago. Cisgendered means you identify as how you were born. So you are a cisgendered woman. You identify as a female, and you were born as a female. So I'm going like, well, isn't that most people? Yes, that's most people. But we have to have a term for that because that's now, even though it's the majority, it's the minority. You're some derivation. of Like, like I said, once again, I'm a, I'm a cisgendered, sapiosexual, heterosexual, pregnancy-inducing, non-birthing person. That's what I am. (laughs) Okay. And don't you forget it, or I'll be really mad at you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want you mad at me. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's a travesty. (laughs) We have to take a break. (laughs) It is (laughs) 6... 
42. <laughs> Shelly begs me to play that song all the time, and I say, I don't know, Shelly. I don't know if we can play that song. She said, Brad, please, this morning, please play the Divinals. Okay, Shelly, I'll play it. It it It's very in-depth. <laughs> And there was a lot of uh, words that made that song up. <laughs> she's from Australia. You know that, the Divinals? I did not. And I believe, unfortunately, she's dead. I mean, look oh, at, 27? Yeah, well, no. I'm going to look at that real quick. I remember reading something about that. I can't remember. She's a very attractive woman. She was a fashion model. Um, let me see if I find Divinals. D-A. <coughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on, let me turn my mic off. You know, I never cough till I get on the air with you. What is it? I think it's your perfume or something like that. Yeah, that's it. It's not it. Divinals. B-Y-N-L-S. B-Y-N-L. I can't find it. Oh. Anyway, I'll look it up later. I'm not going to look at that. I, I remember the story. You know, it's sad. You mentioned the 27 Club. Remember we talked about that in the past? Yes. Uh, all these famous people, mainly rock stars who died at the age of 27, Janis yes. Joplin, uh, Jim Morrison, uh, just one after another. As a matter of fact, do you know there's a Wikipedia page for that? That doesn't surprise me. I mean, here, if you go into Wikipedia, uh, here, if I just put in 27 Club, I think that's all I can look it up for, 27 it's amazing how many people. It's like, yep, there it is, 27 Club. Okay. 27 Club, it is an informal list consisting mostly of popular musicians, artists, actors, and other celebrities who died at age 27. Uh, and it's interesting because it says, uh, although the claim is a statistic, statistical spike, spike, easy for you to say, for the death of musicians, the age has been refuted by scientific research. It means a cultural phenomenon. And uh, popular list, identified members. Okay, right off the top. There's some of them you don't know about. Uh, Rupert Brooke, Robert Johnson, Nate Jaffe, Jesse Belvin, Rudy Lewis, Joe Henderson, Malcolm Hale. These are all ones from like back in the 40s and 50s. Okay, if we go back into, uh, we'll put, what is it? It's the time of death, a date of birth. Okay, let's go back into the 45s, uh, 45s. Pamela Wallace, Dave Alexander, Pete Ham. Uh, Gary Thane, once again, people you don't necessarily know. Let's go in the 50s. Chris Bell, D. Boom, uh, John Michael Bisquet. I mean, people you don't really know who about. Mia Zapata. Here we go. Here's one. Let's we'll start the, uh, uh, oh, this date of their death or date of birth. Let me look at this. Date of birth. Okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, Kurt Cobain was born in 67, so it bumps up into 67. He passed away? Oh, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, Kurt Cobain. Did not know that. Yeah, matter of fact, he died April 5th, 1994. Suicide. Uh, wow. Richie Edwards. Freaky Ta. Remember Freaky Ta? Rico no. Yan, Jonathan Brandis, Jeremy Ward, uh, Jade Goody, Dash Snow, Amy Winehouse. We play her. Yep, yep. These are all people on uh, Tyler Skaggs. All, every last one of these is people, someone who died when they were 27. I mean, and it's sort of, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, now hold on a minute. Jimi Hendrix, you know, all those people, 20, 27. Hard to believe he was only 27 when he died. And if you know the story, he was in he was in uh, the Vietnam War. He was drafted. He was, uh, I believe, an infantry, infantry, infantry. Let me try that again. Infantryman. I can't talk anymore. 
Ever since I had the stroke, you know what I mean? I just can't talk. You need to stop. <laughs> Why do I need to stop? Brad. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. We have a new, another new term for women. What's that? Transmasculine people with a cervix. Ew. <laughs> I'm going like, can we stop oh this goodness. crazy stuff? The Washington State Department of Health is refusing to use the word woman in an advertisement about cervical cancer awareness. So instead of, <laughs> here's what it says. Well, this, here. Hi, I'm John, and my wife has cervical cancer. This is the. Let me tell you what she's experiencing. Okay. Yeah, right. Are you ready for this? This is the ad from the Washington State Department of Health. Okay, I'm going to read it to you literally word for word. Transmasculine persons with a cervix should talk to their doctor about cervical cancer screening and the HPA, HPV vax. This is the ad. Trans transmasculine persons with a cervix should talk to their doctor about cervical cancer screening and the HPV vax. I'm not making fun of of women who had cervical cancer. Unfortunately, I know several women who've had that, and it's not good. And if you remember back in the day, one of the big promoters of the HPP HPV vaccine was Dr. Drew, who uh, was came out very early probably back in the in the in the mid 90s talking about how the HPV H I can't even say HPV uh, what's human papilloma virus I think it's what it's for um, was this terrible thing it was a scourge of women and some men mainly women uh, but talked about how there was this vaccine is being developed I was going to revolutionize uh, because you know he's a do- doctor he's an MD and um, here they're saying Transmasculine persons with a cervix. <laughs> but it says. Is it to scale? Hold on. I just, somebody just sent me something. Is it what now? Is it to scale? To scale? What do you mean? Never mind, Brad. Okay. The smartest woman in the world just sent me an interesting list. These are a fully trans. Okay. A fully transmit a transition man who is now a woman has a cervix. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't get it anymore. I'm <laughs> can can you explain this whole crazy thing we're going through with the, the sexual identity and the gender thing? I mean to me I'm going like No, I actually think it's a crime, like a literal crime that we are asking three th- three third graders what kind of, um, you know, uh, what kind of gender they want to be. I just don't understand. They need to worry about what kind of milk they're drinking after school, (laughs) not what kind of sex they're going to be for the rest of their life. I just think that's wrong. I think it's immoral, and I think it's just horrible. That's Shelly Barr. (laughs) She doesn't mince words when it comes to that. Okay. The smartest no, woman the, I don't. The smart, smartest woman in the world sent me the list of aging musicians still with us in 2023. Willie Nelson, 89. Tina Turner, 83. Grace Slick, 83. Smokey Robinson, 82. Ringo Starr, 82. Bob Dylan, 81. Paul Simon, 81. Neil Diamond, 81. Brian Wilson, 80. Paul McCartney, 80. 
Roger Waters, 79. Steve Miller, 79. Barry Manilow, 79. Mick Jagger, 79. Peter Cetera, 78. Rod Stewart, 78. Boz Skagg, 78. Ray Davies, 78. Carly Simon, 78. John Fogarty. These are all, I'll just read, these are all 77s. John Fogarty, Debbie Harry, Bob Seger, Eric Clapton, Roger Hodgson, Peter Townsend. These are all 76s. Linda Ronstadt and Barry Gibb. These are all 75s. Iggy Pop, Joe Walsh, Carlos Santana, Elton John. These are all 74s. Stevie Nicks, Alice Cooper, Robert Plant, Alan Parsons, Stevie Winwood. These are all 73s. Bruce Springsteen, Lionel Richie. These are all 72s. Peter Gabriel, Billy Squire, Billy Joel, Peter Frampton, Stevie Wonder. How do they get to be so old? Willie Nelson's the oldest one. 89. I'm the one to talk because I don't know how I got this old. But 89. 89. You know what? He's the poster to child. all the girls he's loved before. No, he's the poster child for smoke lots of dope and end up an old guy like Willie, right? You'll live to 89. Yeah, smoke that wacky tobacco. Smoke that devil's lettuce and you'll be just like Willie Nelson. <laughs> you don't think? Okay. You don't think it's it extends your life? Smoking and drinking? Yeah. Well, no, I no smoking. I mean, using marijuana. That's what Willie Nelson is. You know, he's like Mister Mister Stoned all the time. Can, can he I, was always Mister Stoned. Can I tell you something weird? Sure. My dad, who was like Mister Showtunes, you know, like in his later years, got into Willie Nelson. I'm going like, Dad, you're listening to Willie Nelson? Oh yeah, I love Willie Nelson. You hate country. My dad hated country music. Hated country music. He'd talk about country music. Where you know, you know why he hated country music. He told why? me the story. When he was in the army, he was in basic training, and and uh, there were three, two or three guys in his unit who were who were uh, from the south. I think two of the guys were from Nashville. One guy was some someplace in Kentucky. And on Saturday night, when they were confined to their barracks. The world had to stop because they had to listen to the Grand Old Opry from Nashville on the radio. They had to tune in the Grand Old Opry from Nashville and listen to the radio, and everybody was told to be quiet because they were playing the Grand Old Opry in the barracks. The barracks my dad was in back when he was in the army, when he was in basic training. I think, I think actually, right before he went, um, you know, went overseas to fight in World War II. So my dad said he was tortured by all those country artists. Hated it. Hated all the twangy guitars. Hated all that, you know, you know, it's not violin, fiddle music. You know, hated that, all that kind of stuff. You know, and that was when country was country. It wasn't like we have the bro country now. I mean, it was, it was twang, 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 you know. Ernest Tubb. Maybe Ernest Tubb came later. I don't know. But there used to be on Channel 5 in the morning at 6.30, Give you an idea how things have changed. There used to be a country western show they'd play. It was like an old old country music show. Channel five, six o'clock in the morning. Now they start their newscast at two thirty in the morning or something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, we have to take a break. We'll be right back. It is six fifty nine. Boom. Yes, we're changing the format to God Squad music. That's our first song. Shelly and I have found the light. We are no longer playing heathen rock and roll kind of stuff. No more rap stuff. We are doing nothing but God Squad music. Right, Shelly? That's absolutely not correct. <laughs> but I do love that song. <laughs> so do I. It, you know, I played it a couple times on a Friday. And people go, is that a Friday song? To me, it is. I love, you know, 
if you know the history of that song, it was recorded actually, it's the Edwin Hawkins Singers, and it was actually recorded in a church. Sis, for Sister Act. No, 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 no. It wasn't for Sister Act. They read, yes, it was. They read, no, this goes back to the 60s. Oh. This song's recorded like, I think like 19... 1968 or something like that. Hold on, let me let me let me look at here. I'll, well, I can't right. I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll look it up in a minute. But okay. yeah, that's the that's the original version. The um, Whoopi Goldberg redid it for Sister Act, but the original version was the Edward Edwin Hawkins Singers, and I believe someplace in Los Angeles or something like that. Los Angeles or San Francisco, one of the two. Okay, if you have someone who has broken your heart. You can no longer have to live the rest of your life brokenhearted. You can just travel to, to San Antonio on Valentine's Day because you know why? Uh, the sweetheart walk? No. San, excuse me. The San Antonio Zoo is having a solution for the loathing lover, okay? Okay. The San Antonio Zoo is hosting their annual Cry Me a Cockroach fundraiser fundraiser where Ew. individuals can name a cockroach rodent or head of lettuce after their ex and feed it to a zoo animal <laughs> now that's actually cathartic imagine the gratitude of feeding brian the cockroach to a resident lizard watching an anaconda swallow up mike the rodent or serving up jessica the lettuce head to a kangaroo and her joey <laughs> while this may I seem love that. while this may seem slightly gruesome patrons are actually mending their broken hearts with a good deed not only are the animals of the San Antonio Zoo receiving receiving a scrumptious meal, but all the proceeds from purchasing a cockroach, rodent, or head of lettuce help to fund the San Antonio Zoo, which is a completely nonprofit organization. So you can... <laughs> That's one of those things like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean, it's whatever. Okay. I can do that to the top of your hairline. <laughs> Okay, now, this story, and once again, I'm not making fun of our president. I'm just saying, okay, here we go again. This is our federal government at work, okay? The other day, what was it, Wednesday we talked about this, that that for a long time, the Ukrainians have been asking for our MBT, what they call the main battle tank, which is the, M, the Abrams M1A1. And the other day... President Biden said he's going to send 31 Abrams. Remember, we, I think we talked about this yesterday. 31 Abrams M1 tanks to Ukraine on. He said, no, he said, you talked about this on Wednesday. Okay, we talked about it yesterday. Yes. He said he's going to send 31 Abrams M1 tanks to Ukraine on Wednesday. Now, here's the only problem they don't exist. <laughs> okay. Uh, the New York Post reported that the Pentagon has confirmed that the U.S. does not have enough of the M1 tanks in its stockpile to send over to Ukraine at this time. They have to make them. Quote, we don't just have these tanks available in excess in our stocks, which is why it is going to take months, possibly years, to transfer these M1A2 Abrams to Ukraine. The article goes on to talk about, if the tanks were in the Pentagon's possession, it would take less than a week to get the tanks boxed and shipped. They don't box them up. They don't box them. Anyway, but when using the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, or USAI program, it could take months or years because the government goes through a procurement to identify and hire contractors to build the tanks. They don't even have the tanks. They're not even built. I mean, like, it'd be like me saying, hey, Shelly, I'm going to, you know what, you know, I want to give you today, you know, you've been such so good with me on the air and I appreciate all the hard work you put on. 
I'm going to buy you a 2027 Corvette, and I'm going to give it to you today. And you're going to go, Brad, it's 2023. They haven't started making the 2027 Corvettes yet. Oh, really? You mean they haven't started making them? Well, when they do, Shelly, I'm going to give you that brand new 2027 Corvette. I mean, can you believe this? He says we're going to send him tanks. There are no tanks. I prefer to have Lincoln Navigator because, <laughs> quite frankly, I couldn't get out of a, of a Corvette. Yes, you could. No, I couldn't. I used to have a Corvette. The reason I got rid of it was because my wife got pregnant and she couldn't get it out of a Corvette anymore, so I had to sell it. To well, this day. I have day, the body of a pregnant lady, so I, there. I hold that against my oldest son. I, I, every once in a while, I'll say to him, Brett, you know, I had a Corvette and I had to sell it because of you, buddy. Yes, you. <laughs> oh, Brad, the dad, calm down. <laughs> so, so we're going to give the Ukrainians tanks, but we don't have them yet. They haven't been built yet. I don't I mean sometimes I, you know, what bothers me is when you're a politician on all levels, you can say practically anything. You can just say weird stuff. I told you the story when we went through the election cycle in November and I've, I've told the story to people before. If a client would come to us, a like politician, let's say Bill Eigel, Nick Schroyer, okay, comes to us and buy advertising. First off, that would never happen because they'd never buy any You're advertising right, it on would our station. Would. It would never happen. But if they did, they could use every foul word in the English language. They could if they could come on and say, Yeah, I'm Nick Schroyer, and I'm gonna effing clean up Jefferson City. Yeah, there's enough S going on in Jefferson City that, you know, and they could use every foul word. We can't do anything. As, as a federally licensed FCC radio station, if it were Joe the, the, the drain cleaner man, we couldn't do that. I couldn't say those words without having the license revoked. But yet, the politicians can because we can't, we can't change their language. They can get away with anything. They can F-bomb on the radio. They can S-bomb on the radio. Hey, no problem. It's a politician. Matter of fact, you don't believe me, years and years and years and years ago, there was a guy right here in St. Louis, his name was Barry Commoner, and he was a professor at Washington University. Matter of fact, he's like the head, he's like the originator of the Green Party. He's like started the Green Party, and he was running for president on the Green Party ticket. And he bought advertising on CBS Radio Network, and he started out his ad by saying, BS, 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 BS. The only thing is, he didn't use the initials. He said the two words are one word if you just stick them together. And they and <laughs> that was a big controversy because the ad ran on KMOX and they had to run a disclaimer that said, in a minute, we're going to play an ad, which is very distasteful to most listeners. But unfortunately, we're forced to run this ad because the rules and regulations of the FTC and or the FEC and the, and, and the FCC are that we cannot alter what a candidate is going to say in his advertising. So once again, if you're offended by harsh language, please turn your radio off now because we can't stop this guy from saying nasty stuff on the radio. Okay, so how do the politicians get a pass on that? You know? I mean... If I did it, I wouldn't have a license anymore, right? Because they're like frat brothers. I guess. We can give tanks to the Ukrainians but that we don't have yet, but we're going to give you those tanks. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. Uh, the smartest woman says, we don't use M1A1 tanks anymore, so we have a stockpile to dispose of. Not according to the New York Post. New York Post says we don't have any to give to Ukraine. Okay. Uh, 
this is not true. I told you to keep that car. We had another car. Then we bought that stupid K car. <laughs> What's a K car? <laughs> the K car was the car that saved Chrysler. And it was a piece of, and my one son would say, piece of junk. Actually, piece of junk. It, it was a K car, wasn't it? Yes. I remember that. It was like... Um, <laughs> Ward and June Cleaver's car. Well, it was it was it was like a box on wheels. But yes. but honestly, it was very revolutionary in its time because it was unibody, it was front wheel drive. It was like very very different than any. And it it literally saved Chrysler. Uh it was the yes, it was the Flintstones mobile. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on a minute. Uh <laughs> I'm having a bad day today. I mean, this 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 show's gone off the off the off the rails. Okay, um, okay. Here's another good one. Okay, you know who James Dolan is? No, he's the CEO of Madison Square Garden. They own they own the New York Knicks and they own the uh, New York Knicks. What do they own? They own the hockey team. I uh, can't remember the you know, was it the it's the, the the New York Nets or I don't know who they own they own they own they own Madison Square Garden it's it's MSG Corporation which also owns uh, Radio City Music Hall they own all this stuff in 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 New York City okay they have put facial recognition cameras on the entrances to the Madison Square Garden and who are they kicking out when when the you know you want facial recognition software is. I do. Okay, so in other words, it's set up so that if you're looking for a person, you put this person's picture into the computer, and when their picture shows up on your facial recognition camera, it alarms. It comes off. You know, like, doot, 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 doot. You know, it's, you know, so who are all the pictures of that are showing up on the facial recognition camera that's getting kicked out of the Maddox Square? New York Knicks. Yeah, they own the New York Knicks and the um, New York Rangers. Okay. Who are all the people who are on the the, the uh, facial recognition cameras who are getting kicked out of of Madison Square Garden? Take who? a guess. They are a profession. Attorneys. <laughs> oh, I was thinking prostitutes. <laughs> no, attorneys. <laughs> when attorneys come into the Madison Square Garden, they've got all these attorneys loaded into the, the facial recognition software. When attorneys come in... They are tracked, and a security guard goes to where their their seat is, and tells them they are not welcome, and they are hereby have to leave. <laughs> Can you believe this? And the reason for this is, and it's actually sort of an interesting story. The guy who runs, he's the CEO of Madison Square Garden, James Dolan, is tired of being sued by attorneys, and these are attorneys that. And when you think about it, this is actually sort of funny. And and he's let me see if I can find the the interview. Um, it's pretty interesting because he talks about the fact that that here. Let me just plug this in a minute. Let me just play this a little bit. And it's pretty interesting because let me see if this is going to work. Uh, it may not work. Hold on, let me hold on, let me let me do this and see if this is going to play. Hold on a minute. Straight, the man behind MSG, James Stolen, executive chairman, CEO of Madison Square Garden. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Rosanna. So, what is going on with facial recognition? Rec- recognition and the policy that you have well look facial recognition right it's just the technology right i mean 
When I walked into the into the studio, right? Did you recognize my face? I did. Facial recognition, right? <laughs> the uh, so I mean, technology just makes you better at it, right? The real issue that's going on here is our policy of not letting attorneys, right, and who are suing us into into our building until they're done, right? Suing us when they're done, they're very much welcome back. The the uh, but look at it this way, right? If you owned a bakery or a restaurant. Right. The, the uh, and, you know, someone comes in and buys bread from you. And then the next day they serve you with a lawsuit because they hated your bread. Right. They said something happened to them with it, et cetera. Then the next day they show up at your bakery again. and They say, I'd like to buy some more bread. Right. Would you sell them the bread? I don't know if I would sell it, but you, listen, you're getting a lot of heat from everybody. I mean, it's, if, it's, if, if your next door neighbor's It's suing. pretty funny. I mean, he's, the, the attorneys that are suing him. He's put into the facial recognition system, and they get kicked out. Now, I'm thinking to myself, more power to the dude. You know what I mean? Those women. What? What's that? Nothing. Go on. No, I mean, get what I'm saying? I mean, like, I totally agree with him. Because a lot of these suits are people that tripped over a... You know, frivolous. Yeah, they're they're it's, and he goes on to talk about these are ambulance chaser attorneys and things like that. We are a litigious society. Well, but the point being is now Letitia James, who is the attorney general of New York, who went after Trump, uh, who's still going after Trump, who got elected because because of the fact. Excuse me, I get my hiccups again. She got elected because she was going after Trump. She said that elect me and I'll put Trump in jail. Okay, we need to. You know what we need to do. We need to bring her to St. Louis, and we need to tell her, hey, Trump had a lot of kids, and they're all running around in St. Louis. They're all Trump's kids, and they're carjacking, and they're shooting people, and they're stealing, and they're breaking into cars. They're all Trump's illegitimate kids, and she'd go, well, I'm going to throw them all in jail, right? <laughs> That's what we need. We need her here. Anyway, she said she's going to sue him because you can't discriminate against attorneys. I don't know if that's a, is a, an attorney protected class. I mean, if you say, I don't, you know, if there's a lot of people that don't like attorneys. You know what I mean? And, yes. And because they've had bad situations in the past with attorneys. In fact, I was in a, I was in a room full of them just yesterday. But that's a whole other story. But um, I think it's funny. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, go, go for it. You know? And the whole recognition software is, to a certain extent, is sort of creepy. Because do you know there's subdivisions doing this now? Do you know do you know Winghaven does this? Do you know this? Are you there? Did I'm I lose? Sorry, you? I was distracted. What? <laughs> I said Winghaven subdivision has facial and license plate recognition cameras running right oh, now. Oh, they do not. They I swear to God they do. I can I can go take a picture. I can tell you exactly where it's at. If you're going south on, they you, also have boulders and no, pineapple. No, that's another story. If you're going, it is. If you're going south on Bryan Road, when you cross over 364, at right there, I guess it's right there at Highway N, it turns into Winghaven Boulevard. Okay, it's it's Bryan Road it does, yes. up until 364 and 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 Bryan Road. Not exactly where it changes, but it changes right there. Yes. Once you get a little bit south of. Once again, once you go by your favorite place, you know what I'm talking about? You know what your favorite place in the world is? Who is our largest advertiser? God, we wouldn't be on the air if it wasn't for those guys, right? You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm not going to play with your <laughs> shenanigans today, Brad. <laughs> 
that place where they serve the barbecue that's our biggest advertiser in the radio station that Shelly's always talking Again, about? Again, <laughs> not going to play. Okay, if you go a little bit south of that, there is a pole with a sign on it with a camera that takes everybody's license plate and their picture. I'm telling you. I've seen it on Channel 5. It's part of the red light district. No, it's not. It's put up by the Homeowners Association. There's a whole, Oh, really? Yes. It's all, there's a whole new technology called ALPR, Automated License Plate Readers. A whole new Alper? technology. Alper. Alper. And there is a whole new technology called Al- Alper. And matter of fact, if you have a home security system, there are a couple of systems right now that you can integrate ALPR into your home security system. If you want to know who pulls into your driveway, not only will your security camera pick up that somebody pulled into your driveway, it will automatically record their license plate. And if you buy the high-end version, it'll tell you the model of the car, the color of the car. And if you have law enforcement access, it'll tell you who owns the car all automatically. So they're doing this in Winghaven. I'm telling you, I, I'll drive out there today just to prove you. The, you know, I'll take a picture of the thing. It's just it's on a sign, and I think they yeah, have. Yeah, I'm from Missouri. Show me. They have. They started with one. I think they have three or four of them now, and they're automated license plate readers. But they also got. Aren't they illegal? No. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I don't know if you remember this or not. When we were, we had one of our uh, meet the legislator things with the O'Fallon Chamber. If you remember this, I think you were there. This is maybe three or four years ago. The chief of police. I think that was Chief number 362. I think they're on Chief of Police in O'Fallon number 596 now. They keep <laughs> they keep chiefs like six months and they're gone. Anyway, the Chief of Police at the time, who was the acting Chief of Police, talked about the fact that they were in partnership with the residents of Winghaven, and Winghaven was giving them information on cars that were in the neighborhood that shouldn't be in the neighborhood. Because what happens is, is not only does it take your license plate number, it also gives you a printout of how many times that license plate number has been seen on the cameras. So in other words, if you're not a resident, why are you driving through Winghaven all the time? Now, a lot of people go up and down Winghaven as a shortcut down to Highway 40, you know, so that could be the situation there too. But they have one on Winghaven Boulevard, and I believe they have a couple of them actually in the subdivision as well too. And because like you say... I wonder how that's, uh, that cop from Hee Haw Hill, Iowa got me. It wasn't a cop, it was just a machine. It well, was, there's got to be something that no, it's just a, looks at it. Yeah, it's just a camera sitting on the highway somewhere. Shelly still gets mad about the fact that she got a she got a ticket in Iowa from a speed camera. I did. <laughs> My best friend died. I hadn't slept all night for three days, really. They, I was thought, well, I'll just get on the road and I'll stop at a, a truck stop. They don't have those in Iowa. They're illegal. Well, there's something because yeah. they're not there. They're illegal. You can't have truck stops in Iowa. And then I pulled over in this little nook. And then I'm trying to be aware of my surroundings, and I look up, and there's bars on the windows. There's, yeah, I I just didn't need to stop there. Were you sleep? So, were you sleeping there? I was going to until I noticed all the bars on the windows. Well, you were at the t- county jail then, right? No, I was at some convenience store parking lot. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I don't go in any C store unless it has bars on the windows. I mean, you know, because of the fact that that you know, some people go to to the casino to gamble. I go to C stores in the bad neighborhoods to gamble. Okay, well, I get robbed here. Nope, well, I don't want to go here then. Well, I had to rethink, which was hard because. <laughs> You know, I wasn't thinking well at all at that moment in oh, time. But, just, um, just, just that. 
I'm sorry. I said just then. Just then what? <laughs> what? Never mind. Oh no! Please finish. <laughs> no, that's you, why I want to be justified. When you I said punch you. I wasn't thinking well, and I said just then. <laughs> Get it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Shelly, you know what? I'm going to send you. You know, I feel bad that you're not in the best of mood today. I'm going to send you an Abrams M1 A1 tank. You don't mind, do you? Oh, I don't have oh, one. Would I'm you sorry. Please. I don't oh, my have goodness. One. That would make put me in such a good mood. <laughs> we'll roll across your driveway <laughs> and it'll crack up all that new concrete that they poured in your subdivision, right? Why? It's got oil all over <laughs> right? it. Okay. We're going to take a break at 727. Huge puddles. I love the way that song is. <laughs> so the can just crushes and the song's over. Bang. Yeah, just but like you that. talk over it and we never get to hear the can crush i don't talk until the can's crushed i didn't hear the can crush all i heard was you blah blah blahing wow aren't you nice okay uh smartest woman in the world once again comes through she's got she informa- always does she's got information the cameras there's a brand name the brand of the camera that they're using and she said they're all over st charles county now she says the homeowners association she lives in a homeowners association they're talking about putting them in her homeowners association they're all over the place, and it's by a company. The company this name, Flock, F-L-O-C-K. And you know how, you know why they named that that camera? The Flock camera? Because of ducks, they flock. No, because what happens is when they get the criminals, they catch them in the act. You know, they have the, the security camera, the Flock camera that, you know, that, that caught the picture of them, you know, going into a subdivision and stealing stuff. And they present that evidence in court to the, the the scofflaw, the person that's been, you know, and nine times out of ten, after they show the video of this guy, or could be gal nowadays, or could be a non-birthing person or a birthing person, <laughs> after they show the video to this person, nine out of ten of the criminals go, flock that camera! <laughs> Is that true? Oh, yeah, they go, flock that camera! I can see that. So they named it. That's why I'm asking you if it's true. So they named it the Flock Camera. Oh, they did not stop it. You know what? Mm -mm. Someday I'm just going to wake up and go, I'm not playing Brad today. You don't believe me. Okay. Now, okay, I'm going to read this. And I'm not making fun of this guy, but maybe I'm making fun of the guy. Maybe so, a little bit. The guy's name is Aaron Goldsmith. Once upon a time, he lived here in St. Louis. He's a young guy, I don't know, maybe 35, 40, something like that. Um, He was one of the guys, matter of fact, he was the prime contender for the job to replace Dan McLaughlin, who left the Bally Sports Medicine booth, uh, what did I say, Bally Sports Midwest booth by mutual decision last month after facing drunken driving charges, blah, 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 blah. Aaron Goldsmith grew up in St. Louis and has much big league broadcasting experience, was firmly in the running for the position, perhaps even leading the candidate before he withdrew, he withdrew his name from consideration last weekend. I'm out of it, okay? Why? He's been broadcasting Seattle Mariners games for the last decade and is entrenched in Seattle with his wife. He and his wife have three children ages younger than nine, and those ties heavily contributed to his decision. He said, now get this, quote, I imagine anyone with a family can relate to having to balance career goals and family life, he told the Post-Dispatch. That gets amplified further when contemplating uprooting your family to essentially start over halfway 
across the country. In one of my early conversations with a Valley executive, I made it clear that while I was absolutely interested in the job in St. Louis, I was also very happy where I was, both professionally and personally. I knew it would take a lot for us to move, but I also knew that becoming the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals was, to me, the most attractive job this business offers. He went on to say, I knew I could not take that job. When I thought about talking to my kids about this years down the road, when they're old enough to understand life a little bit, if they were to ask me, Dad, why did we move from Seattle to St. Louis? I would have to tell them, so that Dad could be more famous and make more money. And we all know those are just terrible reasons. What's wrong with you? <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, really, wow. <laughs> I read this, I thought to myself, what is wrong with this guy? You know, he should say, okay, Dad, why did we move from Seattle to St. Louis? Because it's a great job. I made a lot more money, and it's my childhood home, and I could broadcast for the Cardinals. That's why, you stupid little kid. That's what he should have said. And all roads lead back to the loo. <laughs> right. I don't care how long you've been gone, you will come back. Right. He's, he, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I read this, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, you know, that's a little bit too much. You know what? They should make this into a Hallmark movie. You know what I mean? Oh, here's they Aaron, should. Here's Aaron Goldsmith. He's he's grew up in St. Louis, and he's loved the Cardinals, and he's got a chance to come back and be a broadcaster in the Cardinals. But what does he do? He sits down with sits down with his kids and say, "Kids, I got a chance to be very famous and make a lot of money, but because of you." I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here in this wonderful city called Seattle where it rains all the time. And you got all these crazy people that are trying to, you know, burn down the police department. And you got all these crazy people that want to fire all the, the, the police officers and they want chaos to run rampant in the streets of Seattle. And you got all these billionaires like, you know, the, 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 all the tech billionaires who just want to rule the world and, and watch every world, you know, every move you make. That's why I want to stay here in Seattle because Seattle is so wonderful and the weather is just so great and I feel so good when I'm out there walking around every day soaking in the vitamin D from the sunshine I get in Seattle. Oh, no, hold it. That's not right. I'm sorry. I'm making fun of the guy. I am making fun of the guy. Dude. You are. Your kids And are, the location where he lives. Your Bravo. kids your kids are younger than nine. It would be different if they were in high school. You know, like you know, that's yeah, always Yeah, but at that at that age they're deciding on whether or not they want to be a go- boy or a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. At eight. I mean if they have if they can decide their gender <laughs> Mommy maybe they can decide where they want to live in St. Louis. Mommy and Daddy. Or at, Seattle. At school they talked about the fact that you might be think you're a girl, but you're really a boy. Mommy and Daddy, what am I? <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? I don't. I mean, you know, there's still Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny for crying out loud. Okay, here's the interesting thing to me. Okay, you can't drink till you're 21. Okay, you can't vote till you're 18. You yep. can't get a driver's license till you're 16. Okay. Yep. Why is that? <laughs> you know, if if we're going to say because oh, you don't make smart, intelligent choices and 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 huge decisions based on a 3-year-old's mind. And why are I the, mean a 3 greater mind. And why are the best soldiers men between 18 and 24? You know why that is? Because Because they're 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 
fearless. They're still crazy in the head. You know what I mean? They're yeah. still, they're still, they don't understand. You know, they're just like, hey, you know, go see that guy. We're going to attack him. We're going to throw grenades at the hand, at the tank. You know, I mean, okay, Sarge, we're going. You know, you tell that to a 45-year-old. You go, hey, uh, you know, Sarge, if I throw a tank, a grenade at that tank, I don't think it's going to do anything because that tank has three inches of armor and a grenade's not going to do anything. You know, but an 18-year-old, hey, you kid, go throw a grenade at that tank. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't get it. I mean, at times I'm thinking to myself, I had this, oh, God, I want to go in this, get myself in trouble with this, talk about my kids. I'm thinking to myself, I did have this discussion the other day with their mother. And I go, you know what? We got four kids. We dodged the bullet. And we talked about this very thing, about the fact that that wouldn't you hate to be bringing up kids right now with all this weird stuff that's going on? You know? I mean, and, and once again, it's to the point where all I hear from the education department and stuff like that is critical race theory. Can you teach them math? You know, can you teach them how to do, you know, trigonometry and stuff like that? You know, and yet, but yet we can't teach them a trade. Oh, that's terrible. There was the thing, you know, micro, micro, I think I put this on my Facebook page the other day. Micro, you know who micro is? I think I do. Micro is the guy who did dirty jobs. He did the TV show. And now he's become this huge, huge proponent of trades. And and I heard him on a talk show the other day. He said that for every, for every three tradesmen who are retiring, there's only one guy to replace them. We're talking carpenters, electricians, you know, there are, mechanics. There are jobs out there, very proficient but, businesses that will teach them. But why? Will send them to school. Why is that? Because they their minds have been polluted by the educational system. That they go to college, oh, go, go to college, Brad. get a college degree, get a degree in, in, in advanced basket weaving, get a degree. Oh, don't get your fingernails dirty. Oh, my God, don't turn a wrench. A wrench is terrible. Don't touch that wrench. You could get chrome that poisoning. That paid my rent for years. <laughs> well, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> that, you know, I've saved myself probably tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars through the years, maybe at this point in my life, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars by fixing my own car. Now, yes. the crazy thing is I never was taught that. I just, I was sort of self-taught. Now, today with YouTube, if I got a project, I'm going, oh, let me think about this for a minute. I'll pull it up on YouTube. And there's, if I'm looking at one of my cars, there's 10 guys showing you how to do it. And you, you go through and you watch three or four and you go, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy's FOS. No, this guy, okay, okay, this guy. And there's always like the master mechanic. Oh, hey, boys and girls, you know, this is Jim, the master mechanic. Yeah, I do this every day at the Ford dealership. Let me show you how to put this starter on a 65 Ford Torino, you know, and you, you watch it, you know, his 20 minute video. You go, okay, got it. You know, you go out, you grab your wrenches, you do it in an hour. It's done, you know? But yet the problem is there's nobody teaching. I don't think in the Francis Howell district are the, 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 uh, um, are in, in, um, what's the other big one in, uh, help me. I'm, my mind's blank Fort right Zumwalt? now. Fort Zumwalt. Dr. Dr. I'm thinking Bernie DeBray, but I couldn't remember the name of the school district. Okay. I don't think there's any, there any, any woodworking or any metalworking classes anymore. I don't think there's any of that stuff like that. I told. I think they did away with all that a long time ago. My teacher friends, if I want, I still have my my uh, dustpan. Your dustpan. <laughs> Everything I but, do. Uh, see, if you want to tick off a teacher, 
like I do. If I get an argument with them, and they say, well, look at you. Look, you're, you're doing well for yourself. You know, and I'll say to them, you know what my two most important classes I ever took in the, my entire K through 12 was? Keyboarding and shop. No, keyboarding. At the time, it was typing and driver's ed. What do I do all day long? I type and I drive. That's what I do all day long. I drive my car. I go to see clients. I go to transmitter sites to fix things. I type on my computer. That's what I do all day long. My two most important classes, typing and driver's ed. Okay? And we don't teach that anymore. I mean, nobody, te- you know, there's no driver's ed classes anymore, at least that I know of. You know? I mean, and they talk about, oh, oh it's terrible. All these young kids get killed. Teach them how to drive right. Teach them driver's ed. Teach them how left, right, left again. You know what I mean? Look left, look right, look left again. That's still ingrained in my head. When I make a left turn, left, look left, look right, look left again. It's every single time I learned that in driver's ed. It was drilled into my head by Mr. Salinardi, who drove us around, and he said to us in a New York accent, hey, boys, if you see a good-looking girl, honk the horn, and if they wave, we'll go back and pick her up. That was my driver's ed teacher. <laughs> what a hound. <laughs> And then we went to his brother's bar on West Flarsen and Delwood. <laughs> oh, my. My driver's ed teacher, yes. And he'd come out with smell of beer on his breath. We'd smell it. This is my driver's ed teacher. He'd go, you know, to teach us how to drive. He had to be a little bit under the under the influence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had to be a little bit drunk. I Fair thought, enough. <laughs> right. He had to be a little bit pre-lubricated, right? Okay. Are you having fun this morning, Shelly? I am. <laughs> I always have fun with you, Brad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Listen to you. Okay. We have to take a break. It's 746. It is BS.show. Oh, one of my favorite all-time songs. I love that song. Trace Adkins, one of my heroes. He is one of my role models in life. A guy who's had all sorts of bad things happen to him, but just keeps plugging away. As a young man, got his nose torn off in a car accident had one of his fingers chopped off. His wife at the time shot him with a gun. The bullet went through one lung, his heart, and then the other lung, and he lived, and he didn't divorce her. Well, he double dog dared her. <laughs> I mean, is the guy a man or man? He's man's man. He's not some wimpy dude. He's a man's man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine that, you know, at the hospital, you know, honey, come on in here. Oh, oh, Trace, I'm sorry I shot you. The bullet went through one, both your lungs and your heart. Honey, I still love you. Come here, give me a kiss. <laughs> Can you imagine you that? You sound happen? like a perv. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't sound like, I love his voice. Trace talks like that. You know, he's got a part. Have you ever seen the movie The Lincoln Lawyer? Of course I have. You know, he's the head of the motorcycle gang. Did you know that? He is. Yeah, he's, he's really good in that movie. He doesn't he have many really li- is. He doesn't have many lines, but they're all really, really well done. They are. Yeah, he's about... Very well done. In, in probably about a third of the way through the movie, and he's near the end of the movie. Okay, good old Trace Adkins. Yeah. Okay. Okay, boy. we have somebody else to make fun of. Okay, really? <laughs> This Please is, don't want to be Trace Atkins because he will pop us like no, a tick. No, I, I would never make fun of Trace. He's like six foot nine and has like you yes, know, he's, like he's a he's like he has he's like a lumberjack. Right, I would never want to cross that dude. Okay, Yogesh Route. You know who Yogesh Route is? I have no clue. Y o g e s h. That's his first name. Yogesh, last name Route. R a u t. He lives okay. in Vancouver, Washington. He's semi-famous because of the fact that. He has been a big winner on Jeopardy. So far, uh, I think this month alone, he's won $96,403. Wow. 
But he's come out and he's made fun of the show Jeopardy. Why stupid? Because he says it's a terrible show. And more importantly, he says, quote, he says he argued that putting the show, quote, on a pedestal is an objectively bad thing and bad for the future of quizzing. And then he went on to say the main problem with Jeopardy is it's racist. I'm going like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Why is Jeopardy racist? Can you explain that to me? I can't. I mean, there's lots of women on there. There's lots of men. There's lots of different, you know, races, colors, creeds, religions. It's all it's all sorts of crazy different people on there. It's like sometimes it's like it's like a cross section of the United States. You know what I'm saying? And you've got guys in there. Yeah, there's whitey white bread guys on there, but there's women on there. There's black people. There's and he's he's like he's some dude from where I don't know where he's from. He looks like he's like you know Middle Eastern or something like that. I don't know where he's from. But he says it's racist. <laughs> I'm going like, I don't understand anything anymore. Everything's just racist. You know, you know, like you go to White Castle, it's racist because it's white. It's, it's, it should be called the Black Castle. The White House, oh, it's racist because it's white. Okay, I don't, you know, explain that to me. You know, I mean, why is everything like we have to look at everything in a lens of, of race and gender identity nowadays? Well, he identifies as... God, don't get me going. You now, get your own self going. You know the problem is, you know what's going to happen. What? what? Remember that that movie? You know the the movie we it was just on TV a little bit more than a month ago. You know, right before Christmas, a Christmas Carol. It's a Wonderful Life. No, no, a Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge goes to bed one night. This is going to oh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. What is whatever his name is, Rogesh Yogi, whatever the heck his name is. Okay. He's going to go to bed one night, and then there's going to be three different people that are going to show up in his dreams. The first one's going to be, who was the original host of Jeopardy? Used to be on KMOX here in St. Louis. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Art Fleming. He's first going to have the oh, ghost yeah. of Art Fleming show up. Hi. Oh, Yogesh, this is Art Fleming. And you've been a terrible person. Let me show you how your terrible things you said about Jeopardy have going to impact the rest of your life. And he took him and showed him like, you know, little little Jimmy Smith, whose father couldn't get on Jeopardy. And and because of the fact his father couldn't get on Jeopardy because he was a white guy, <laughs> they wouldn't put him on Jeopardy. And little Jimmy Smith died because he couldn't get the uh, operation that he needed because his parents couldn't afford it. And then the second guy That's shows up. That's not true. <laughs> and the second ghost Stop comes it. up. And it's Alex Trebek. And Alex Trebek says, and Yogesh, let me show you what has happened because of Jeopardy. And you see people that, once again, they're down in the luck. You know, they're living in like a trash can on the bad side of the city. And they show up in Jeopardy. And they made millions of dollars. And now they they have a nice house. They bought a business. They employ 5,000 people. Their kids have all gone off to Harvard. And then the third ghost is the guy who they threw off. And he says, you know, you guess you're right because they threw me off Jeopardy because I said something wrong. It's a bunch of racist people that run this show and they're terrible. And you guess says, see, I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? No. <laughs> Why not? Do you know that Vanna White was picked because her head is big? <laughs> Thank you, Shelly Bard. It's true. Do you know, he want to know Vanna White trivia? 
Do you know what? Vanna White was once a, a contestant, contestant on Price is Right? Did you know this story? I do not. Yes, she was a contestant out of the audience of The Price is Right. Did you know that? And no. you And you are right she because... She was probably picked because her head was big. <laughs> you are right because of the fact that... Oh, well, I'm sorry. Do you, no, you... Let's you, circle back. No, what did you, you say? You are right because... Oh. <laughs> no, you know, you know who the producer of Jeopardy was? No. Merv Griffin. And Merv Griffin said that people on television with big heads have, uh, have are more trusted and they're more appeal appealing than people with small heads, because Merv Griffin had a big head. So you have a big old melon, and you get to be a TV star. Pat Sajak has a big head for his size, and so does Vanna White. Yep. And I can make does. I can make a comment, but I'm going to stop right there. That's probably a, a good thing. <laughs> Shelly, thanks for your comment about Vanna White. You're welcome. Man, my phone's been going off crazy. I got people calling me out this morning. Uh, <laughs> hey, how'd you do on <laughs> yesterday? Did you get people call you out yesterday? About what? What did I say? Your interview? That was Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's gotten a lot of traction. Matter of fact. Has it? Yeah, you know, positive and negative. We interviewed, uh, interviewed, um, how am I getting old? Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Not the guy from TV, uh, but the local guy who's the banker who made all sorts of money. And I've actually had some very nasty comments from people that said I should never put him on the air. And I always find it fascinating. People that have traumatic things happen in their life. With him, it was his own doing. It wasn't yes. like he got hit by a train or anything like that. Uh, and they turned their life around. And I really do believe he's turned his life around. And one of the things he told me after, because, you know, I sent him the interview, I recorded it and sent it to him, and he told me that that he what he didn't say on the air was he is doing restitution. He's paying money to the people that he defrauded. So it's not like he's getting off free. And and once again, he said that he doesn't will not take any money from the book. The book will, will not be, you know, and he, first off, you can't, Literally, you can't make hardly any money on books. Yeah, if that's you, illegal. No, if you no, if I mean, if you if you put Shelley book on you know, Shelley stories on Amazon.com and it sold ten million <laughs> copies. No, you you'd maybe you'd maybe get five thousand dollars. You just make like practically nothing for that anymore. Most of the time, people write books, except for Prince Harry, you know, and Meghan with their book, whatever his book is like, which is all time record sell. Who is buying that book? I don't understand. Who would buy that book? Would you buy that book? I actually would. <sighs> Chicks are buying the book, Brad. You know what? What? We fought those darn British people back in 1776. We uh -oh. won the war. We didn't like the fact that they were terrible monarchs, that they made us use, the, you know, if you were in England, they made us use their religion. You had to do this. You had to do that. You get thrown in prison if you owed somebody money. We fought the English because we didn't like them. Now we love them? Now we love their monarchy? No. Sorry. not That's not me. I'm just like, you know, I mean, we've got our own monarchy in the United States. We've got the Kennedys and and the and the, uh, the you know, the the Biden family and and the Bush family. Those are our own monarchs. You know what I mean? And and who's the other one uh, in Missouri? Like, we used to have the we used to have the who's the guy who's the state senator. His son used to be the governor. Um, you know, what I'm talking about Mel Carnahan. No. Well, they, they had the Carnahan, you know, thing. You know, I mean, like, look at, you know, we have, we have our own royalty. These people who are like. Okay, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a, I'm a, the son of so and so. I mean, what do the Kennedys do for a living? What do the we'll Bushes do? We'll never be royals, Brad. 
We'll never be royals. Okay, we have to take our. You should play that. No, we have to take our last break. And it's eight oh one. We're late. I know it's Friday. We can do that. Oh, we can. I got a special. I got an email from the FCC last night. Say, Brad, we understand it's Friday tomorrow. You can go a little bit long tomorrow. Okay. I love the FCC. Oh, they take care of us. Thank you. I got an Thank email you, from them just yesterday. It's 802. The late, great Sammy Davis Jr. One of my all-time favorite songs. Gotta be free. You know, that's from a musical somewhere. What musical is that from? Do you know? I do not know, but I have a feeling it was with Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. No, 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 no. It's from some Broadway music. I gotta be... I, let me see. I, just... I only saw him in... Um... The Dean Martin show. It's, I'm trying to think what's. Or was it Frank Sinatra show or Bing Crosby? <laughs> One of those shows. <laughs> One of those shows. You, you'll nail it. I mean, down. they're all like um, these amazing men. So. Okay. It's from the Broadway move. Uh, the music man. I gotta be me from the Broadway musical Golden Rainbow. Um. playing a different version of okay anyway golden are rainbow you, are you tapping something no i'm on my computer am i tapping oh. something get a little, you we're tapping something get a little personal aren't you tap 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 okay i tap that <laughs> <laughs> never mind it's time for us to go brad yeah. it is 807 Shelly just realized what she was saying yes she did it's time for us to go <laughs> Shelly. Brad. <laughs> Thanks for a great Friday morning. <laughs> it has been lovely, has it not? <laughs> We've made a difference in the world. We've figured out that Joe Biden's giving away tanks he doesn't have. <laughs> I guess there's no tanks for him. <laughs> right. No, no. Tanks yeah, a lot. Yeah. Tanks a lot, yeah, Joe. Yeah, the Ukrainian, <laughs> the Ukrainian president saying, no tanks, Joe. Tanks. No, yeah, no, no tanks, tanks Joe. Joe. No <laughs> tanks to you. No tanks. <laughs> Joe, what happened to my tanks? Well, we haven't built them yet. we got to build them. It's, how long does it take to build a tank? Oh, a couple years. Okay, we'll wait for those tanks. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, I can't even go through with that. Everybody have a great, great weekend. Um, I will have a great weekend. Brad, you going to have a good weekend? I am. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Somebody just called me. Who's this on the phone? Senator John Kennedy's on the phone. Oh, okay. Okay. Senator Kennedy, you're 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 you want to thank me for for a great show today? Congratulations, butthead. <laughs> That's about right. Thanks, Senator. He, he loves me. He does. <laughs> he loves you. He really, really <laughs> loves you. <laughs> Let's get out of here before. It's 808. Have we, a great day, everybody. We, we, Peace we, and I fly. Before we, before we, we totally lose it, right? And, yeah, and, and as Shelly would say, And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the streets. Yeah, you're just heart match it together. Kabuki. Let's go. And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. I just know that the monkeys throw poo at you. Woohoo! They Google do do that. Google may have to lay off up to 25 members of Congress, so everyone should take their meds and chill. <laughs> I agree.
The world's not a patch on our jeans. Woohoo! If you're drunk, nothing is better than biscuits and gravy from Denny's. I mean, just do the whole thing. Woohoo! He's got oranges the size of beach balls. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's 809. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.